When it comes to sexuality, is God just a cosmic killjoy? Or does God have good reasons for the sexual ethic he gives in the Bible? That's what we'll be discussing today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast designed to help equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in their faith. Hello, welcome to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. I am your host, Robbie Lashua. I'm here with my co-host, Tyler Hurley. Tyler, what's up, dude? Nothing much. We're just here again to discuss homosexuality and continue this series for the month of June. Yes, uh, today we're going to specifically talk about why does God condemn homosexuality? Is there a reason behind it, or is he just trying to kill our fun and take our joy away and tell us we can't do things that are good for us that we want? Um, Or does he actually have reasons behind it? Yeah, that's what we want to kind of dive into today. And even as we said in the intro, uh, the question, like, I think a lot of people think that God is a cosmic killjoy. You'll hear that. I've heard that statement used before. But the funny thing is, is you only hear that applied to sex, right? Yeah, like, you don't usually, hear it applied to anything else. Yeah, like, like you wouldn't say, I, I really wish I could kill my boss. God's just such a cosmic killjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that well, before. No, no, and you know that if people are saying that, then they're, they're being sarcastic, meaning they're telling a joke, or they're literally insane. Yeah, it's no, like, that's uh, true. People don't take that seriously. So, so yeah. yeah, that's what we're going to be getting into today. But before yep. that... We have a coffee tip. To yes, share. coffee tip on what you can use coffee rounds for. Yeah, yeah. And Robbie, you were just sharing me with this earlier. It's super cool, but we have uh, this tip that says that you can use coffee grounds as a way to clean out dishes, like pans. Yeah. Get the grime off of it. And, and, and what's cool about it is you were saying, I like the idea of it that you can even think about it as like it, as a scrubbing mechanism is if you're scrubbing sand uh-huh. against it and it can get all the grime off of the bottom of your pan. And you know what? I'm thinking of trying this because I've, I've had a couple pans that I was seeing like that were stained from like grime or food at the bottom. I'm uh-huh. wondering if it would clean it off. That'd be yeah, interesting. Yeah, definitely try it. And I would just take, you know, old gr- grounds that you have. Yeah. From, I mean, yeah. don't use fresh. Well, yeah, you, you want know. them to be used. Yeah, used for sure. Wet and, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you want, you don't want to waste coffee just on cleaning, but you can use right. your used coffee grinds. Uh, coffee grounds to uh, yeah scour yeah, some pans. Yeah, there's a much holier purpose. Yeah, for oh yeah, coffee grounds. Yeah, that's absolutely true, man. Yeah, you cannot waste no, this gift no. that God has given humanity <laughs> to clean. See, we things. savor it so much <laughs> that we don't even just throw it away. We use it to clean. We use it to we use clean. It, we yeah. use it to fertilize In soil. Garden, yeah. yeah, yeah. We use it for a lot of different things. So yep. yeah, it has uses, and often you know we just throw it in the trash. Yeah. But yeah, you can right. you can clean your pans with it. Scour them, scrub them clean. And so why throw perfectly good coffee grounds away. Well, not perfectly good, I guess, because yeah. you can't brew them anymore. Mm-hmm. But why get rid of them yep. if you can use it to clean? You can use it. So right. if any of our listeners out there actually use this tip, let us know how it worked. Um, if it doesn't work, please let us know. Uh, but if it works <laughs> well, we'd love to hear that too. Yeah, so. that'd be great. So, All right. Well, getting into the topic of today, again, I, I want to start this podcast off with saying um, God loves homosexuals. We love homosexuals. Yeah. But we are against behaviors that harm people. Yeah, the the focus is the behavior. Yes, not the people, not the person. God loves people because they're creating his image and likeness. But when it comes to homosexuality, last week we showed that the Bible is clear that that God does not want human beings practicing that behavior. And this week we're going to get into why does he say that? So um, if you're talking with friends who, who don't believe the Bible and don't think it's an authority source, um, you, you can't appeal to Scripture as your argument. 
right? Mm. That's, that's a bad argument. Well, why does God exist? Well, because the Bible says so. Well, I don't believe the Bible. <laughs> you need more to talk with them about, right? You need good yeah, evidence. Right. And when it comes to homosexuality, it's the same. When you're talking with somebody about this, um, they don't think the Bible is an authority, but um, you can appeal to something that they do think is an authority, uh, science. Most yeah. people today still see science as an authority in our lives, a way to know truth. Right, right. And then we, we even talked about it before, too. The, the focus on when, when you're doing life with a homosexual person or someone who's practicing homosexuality, it's not to remove the homosexual behavior from their lifestyle or to do this. You're to love them and to share the gospel with them so yes. they can get to know Jesus first. That's exactly right, Tyler. We need yeah. to show love. That's the first thing. We need to be kind and show love. But we also need to share the gospel because people, they can't right, live yeah. for the Lord unless they have Jesus living in them. Like, it, it, it can't be done. And so often we're expecting people, stop the bad behavior, um, but... It can't be done. I can't stop any of my bad behavior without Jesus. Yeah, right. And so I, the gospel comes first, but but loving people and sharing with them truth comes comes prior to to that. Yeah, so yeah. We, we've got to go out and and um and do that. Um, so um, we're gonna have a whole podcast on on tips and, of ways of loving your neighbor uh, who's who's homosexual yes, and right. what we can do to show love to the transgender to the LGBT community at large as Christians. Do a better job of that because we haven't done a great job of showing love. Um, but we also need to think clearly about what Scripture says and why it says it, and, th and that's what we're going to today. Um, we're going to share with you statistics and, and scientific evidence that that shows that homosexual behavior is an unhealthy behavior for human beings, and and these these stats break my heart. Um, mm. I, I don't want these things happening to any human beings. I, I am I'm against what, what this behavior brings about. It's so devastating and it's so sad to me. And, and it moves me to compassion and, and to love towards people who are engaged in homosexuality because yeah. I want to help them see that this is a dangerous activity. So last week we were um, sharing with you about this, this, um, this organization called the Reformation Project. And they are a, a Christian organization that's trying to show that homosexuality Sexuality is permissible if it's in a loving and monogamous relationship. And we shared with you there, there are 10 reasons to build a biblical case mm. for homosexuality. And the very first one was this. They say, condemning same-sex relationships is harmful to LGBT people. Jesus taught in the Sermon on the Mount that good trees bear good fruit, but the church's rejection of same-sex relationships has caused tremendous, needless suffering to lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people. Now, I would agree with the Reformation Project that I don't want LGBT people being harmed. Yeah, right. I, well, I, I'm for that. I don't want people being harmed, right? Yeah, and that's kind of the counter-argument we want to make to this is that they're, they're saying condemning same-sex relationships is harmful to the LGBT people, but we would argue that supporting and encouraging same-sex relationships is harmful to the LGBT people. Tyler, that's exactly right. And, and that's what the science backs up is that right. this behavior, same-sex sex, is unhealthy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not damaging. healthy for human beings, and so we want to we want to get into that. Now, one of the things that the that the Reformation Project talks about is monogamous homosexual relationships, right? Um, and uh, the 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 statistics show that homosexuality does not promote monogamy. 
Right. right now, I yeah. hear it all the time that they can be monogamous, but it doesn't promote monogamy. Uh, according to studies done in Scandinavia, which again is very gay affirming and has been for a long time, uh, the, the study says that same-sex male relationships break up at twice the rate of heterosexual couples. Now listen to that. Are heterosexual couples doing a great job staying together? No. No, the divorce rate's like 50%. Yeah, it's horrible. Right. But same-sex male relationships break up at twice the rate as heterosexual couples. Yeah. And lesbian couples break up at a rate more than twice that of homosexual male wow. relationships. Yeah. Then, then basically that's just saying, I mean, uh, excluding uh, homosexual male uh, relationships – Lesbian relationships are not lasting at all. There's at like all. statistically, there's just not any of them. Nope, that's what it shows. The right. study went on. I remember reading it. It said that the reason for this is because women are more relationally intense, mm. which is true. Um, if you it, just from just from my experience, you know, girls want to talk about the relationship. Girls want to get deeper, girl, right? On general, and that's a great thing. Yeah, right. And guys are more laid back when it comes to relationships, generally, right? Yeah. Now, if you have two women who are, according to the study, relationally intense, that creates kind of a toxic environment. And that's one of the reasons the study said that women don't stay together as much. Whereas if you have a man and a woman, um, the men help their partners to, to, um, to uh, kind of relax a little bit more. Yeah, right. But the women help the men to be a little more serious about the relationship. Right, There yeah. seems to be a design behind it's this. A for a, yeah, there's a healthy relationship when it's a man and a woman, but when you get two of the, of the, of the same sex, it isn't as healthy of a relationship. Mm. Yep. So, so homosexuality doesn't promote monogamy. Now, just to bring a story into this, just Tyler, remember we went to um, uh, on a mission trip in 2013 to uh, Berkeley, right? California oh, University yeah. of Berkeley. And, I know um, exactly what you're. Yeah, yeah, we had a guy come in, and he was an atheist. He was a, I think he was a 76 year old man. Oh, I thought he, he was in his 80s, but yeah, he might have been. He was, he was up old. There, yeah. He was uh, an ex-Episcopalian priest, and he was a homosexual, practicing homosexual, uh, and an atheist. Right. Now he was telling us why Christianity was wrong, and I remember he was such a nice guy. Oh, like, yeah. remember that? He yeah. was so kind. He was, out of all the guys that talked to us that week, he was easily the I, nicest. I will, yeah, I can I can really remember. Even we talked to him afterwards. Oh, yeah, just, it was he great. He was just such a friendly person. So, so friendly. Now, again, yeah, didn't right. believe in God, didn't believe in Christianity, right. and affirmed homosexuality. And I remember we asked him this question um, because we said, you know, uh, homosexuals aren't monogamous. And he said, oh, that's not true. You know, I've been involved in the Bay Area homosexual movement since its inception, and uh, homosexuals are very monogamous. I know, I know many people who are monogamous in their relationships. And then I remember somebody said, well, you mentioned that you had a partner, um, but you, you mentioned that you weren't with him anymore. D d when did he die? And he said, well, he, no, he didn't die, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, so not a monogamous <laughs> relationship. Well, no, yeah. we're not, you know, I guess, yeah, we, we kind of went our separate ways. Well, okay, so you didn't, you don't have a monogamous relationship. When you were together, did you sexually just... Um, were you exclusive with each other? Well, no, we had an open relationship. Okay, so even when you were with him, it wasn't monogamy. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that happens a lot is, is there's a redefinition of what monogamy means. I think that's important. It is important. So to, so to ask, that. what do you mean by monogamy? Do you mean you, you continue to have a partnership? Right. Or do you yeah. mean exclusive sexual fidelity? 
Yeah. It's yeah. a big deal. That is a big deal. Because uh, like like you said, I mean, that's not monogamy is by no. him sleeping with the same partner for a long period of time. But then but then having relationships with, with other, other guys. people, yeah. both of them. That's not monogamy. It's not and monogamy. And then not only that, they didn't stay together. And they didn't even yeah. stay together. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's important to point out. I think that's. Uh, and that's and that's what the study show is kind of kind of common. They, they break up yeah. at yeah. such an alarming uh, rate. Now another another sad fact of this behavior is just the disease that it brings, and, yes. and people are very familiar with this. But in addition, in addition to AIDS, there are so many other diseases that come with uh, male homosexual uh, practices. Mm-hmm. Um, in a in a document that was signed by a number of uh, doctors from family medicine doctors, dermatologists, neurologists, um, there's this document that I read that that warns against the diseases associated with homosexual sex. And I want to read a little quote here from it. They said of these diseases, quote, many of which are rare or even unknown in the heterosexual population. Mm. Think about that. There are diseases in homosexual male relationships that don't even exist in the heterosexual population. Yeah. And then when, when you, when you just, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to ask. When you see that statistic alone or that, when we have that fact alone, Mm -hmm. That, uh, shouldn't that indicate that there's a problem? Well, and that's where uh, that's why I like to bring this up with people when I'm discussing it. This isn't Bible. This isn't thus saith the Lord. This yeah, isn't even right. talking about morality. No. It's just pointing out this behavior seems to be dangerous because there's diseases produced in it. Yeah, does, it, does that make right. sense? It's mm-hmm. it's a health thing that we're that we're talking about here. In addition to uh, disease, uh, depression is a big deal within homosexuality, right? Yeah. Um, studies show that homosexuals are about 50% more likely to suffer from depression and engaged in substance, substance abuse uh, than the rest of the population. Now, again, the rest of the population is not doing mm-hmm. good with depression and is not doing good with yeah. substance abuse right, either. So point. it's not like they're great at it, but 50% more likely to suffer mm-hmm. from depression yeah. and substance abuse. Now, this is, yeah. this is an issue. Right? No, that is. That is. And then that gets into – so when you're getting into the diseases, now we're getting into the mental health aspect of it. That's, yep. that's really important. So, so again, physical disease, mental health. Yeah. And again, right. I, I, I'm, I'm against any behavior or any people having a bunch of diseases. I don't want people yeah, having yeah. mental health issues. Like I don't, I don't want that. So what, what is it about this practice that associates these things with it, right? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's really important to – make a distinction there yep another reason it's dangerous is um uh death uh this this is mind-blowing um there's a study done on homosexuals in the united states and in denmark and obviously denmark is very gay affirming and it has been for a long time highly tolerant of homosexuality in the united states and denmark both um uh, homosexuals die on average in their early 50s Hmm. now listen to this now this i i hate this or in their 40s if AIDS is the cause of death. Mm. Now this begs the question, why are homosexuals dying in their 50s if it isn't AIDS? Does, does that yeah, make sense? right. Mm-hmm. What is it about this behavior that, uh, apart from AIDS, harms people to die on average in their 50s? This is, this is mind-blowing. I don't understand it, and I don't like it. I don't want this happening to people. And if this behavior is producing 
the, these kinds of statistics, I, I, I want to warn people against this behavior be, because I care about them. Yeah, that's, not that's because important. I'm trying to kill their fun, not because I'm coming down on them with the Bible and trying to to guilt them. I I, I love them and I and I don't want them to be harmed. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. I I think you can do this with any behavior. Now now this may sound extreme to the listener, but uh, there's those. Um, I, I don't know if you you've seen this before, Robbie, but like uh, those shows where where people have like bad habits that like harm them. Like like mm-hmm. uh, there's people that that. There's like a reality show I've seen once where there's a person who was eating toilet paper, and that was something. It was like harmful to them, and it was something that was like, yeah, like like wow, like this this was shocking news. But literally everybody surrounds those environments and watch that show, and they think, oh, this is horrible. Like we can't encourage behavior like this for people uh, having strange addictions. That's what it was called, my strange addiction. Yeah, and and what would happen is uh, if you really think about it, it's it's not all that different living out the homosexual lifestyle. If they're doing something that's physically harming to them. I mean, and, mentally, and mentally, and bringing a swift death. Yeah, and something that's killing. Why? Why as a society would you want to promote that? I don't know. Yeah, and, and see, yeah. and that's the thing. And and it's our society sad, you know? says the loving thing to do is to affirm them doing this behavior that brings about these results. Yeah, that, that's yeah. not loving. And then again, you don't you don't want to shame them for for their behavior, but you no. want you want to tell them like, look, like this is harmful for you. This you you need yes. you need help. Yes, I I, I want I, I want to as much as I can. Yeah. All people help them not to have issues like this, right? Right, yeah. So uh, another thing, uh, there, was a, there was a major study done by Bell and Weinberg, um, and, and it revealed how homosexuality has uh, hardly any lasting relationships. And this is sad because what, what's being promoted or fought for is we just want relationships, right? Um, even, even with the Reformation Project, the long-term monogamous lasting relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, the Weinberg and Bell study showed that 78% of homosexual affairs, which they defined as relationships entered into with the intent of commitment, lasted uh, less than three years. 78% of homosexual relationships last less than three years, and only 12% lasted five years or longer. Wow. So this, this longing for, and this is what's sad to me, because I do think that they're looking for someone who loves them. Mm. And, but but the statistics are showing that this isn't the place to find to find that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of if you really think about it, it's just a lustful passion, basically, that's being met by both parties. Well, I, I, a long time ago, I heard a podcast, and there was a guy who called in, and he mm. he was in his fifties, and he was a former homosexual, and he was telling the host that. You've got to understand that homosexuality is a young man's game. Those are the words he used, young man's game. Mm. And the host said, well, what, what do you mean by that? Like, I don't understand. And he said, well, uh, male homosexuality is about physical pleasure. And, and, and not to get gross, but the, the act of male homosexual sex is really like about one-sided pleasure. Right. Right? And he said, once you aren't attractive— mm or useful for the other person's pleasure, you're discarded. And, yeah. and and that's what you see a lot of older homosexual guys will break up from their long-term partners and they'll find younger guys, right? Yeah. And um, he said it's a young man's game because once you're not attractive anymore, you're discarded. And he said that's what happened to him. He said he was discarded and, and he, he realized that all the people he'd been in relationship with didn't really love him. They loved what they could get from him. Uh-huh. And and that's how he found Jesus. Actually, is he was looking for? Is there anybody who actually loves me and cares about me? Um, 
I was yeah, just right. I, I was blown away by that. Um, but that seems to be what the studies show too. There's a lack of lasting relationships. Right. Yeah. That's that's so that's really really sad. It's just you can see with that. It's just that they they're longing for love and they want they want to be accepted and they want to. They, yes. They're they're seeking that that desire. That's and as human beings, we were made yeah. for lasting relationships. We were made for that. And yeah. so, so that desire to have a lasting relationship, I think, is a great desire that oh, all of us have. Of course, um, yeah. But, but it's not being met. They can't find it in this type of, of mm-hmm. relationship or behavior. In addition to that, um, psychological health. Um, in a national health care survey, 75% of nearly 2,000 lesbians who responded reported that they had pursued psychological counseling of some kind, many for treatment of long-term depression or sadness. Oh, wow. man, 75% of the 2,000 lesbians who responded to this admitted that they've sought psychological counseling for long-term depression or sadness. (laughs) That's that's such a higher percentage than the general population. What is it about this behavior that is, is leading towards that? Yeah, okay. Now, another one that, that's interesting is domestic violence. Um, domestic violence is higher among homosexual men than um, heterosexual relationships. Uh, the study said that incidence of domestic violence uh, among gay men is nearly double that of the heterosexual population. Oh, wow. And this, this, the, the study went on and it talked about how th- this, this makes some sense. Um, guys, especially when you were a kid, right, and, and you'd be on the playground and another guy was being mean to you, you'd, you'd, you'd settle it by getting physical. Shove yeah. them, you punch them, right? That's how guys deal with other because guys. Because as guys, we, we want to assert ourselves and like yeah. establish like that. that That's kind of how we deal with things. Yeah, it's yeah. just natural. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, now, again, domestic violence is horrendous in the heterosexual mm. population. But, but generally, I've observed that guys have this thing in them where they say, I can't hit a woman. Yeah. Right? There's just right. like a general, you, of course I can't do that. And, and most don't. Yeah. But right. when it comes to hitting another guy... Most guys don't have a problem with that. Right. And that's what's being shown in this study is that domestic violence is twice as, as – it's double in the homosexual population. Mm. Um, and it's because that's how guys deal with problems. Yeah. And when you're yeah. in a relationship like that, that that's, that's occurring. Domestic violence is very high in homosexual male relationships. Yeah. No, that's, that's crazy. That's now, um, when you get into lesbian relationships, substance abuse is a big issue. Mm. Uh, the studies show that lesbians are three times more likely to abuse alcohol. Think about that. Three times? The heterosexual population is not good about not abusing That's alcohol. That's what I was thinking about just it's now. pretty like, bad I, in I general. Mean, we know of people, yeah. heter- like tons of heterosexual Tons that, that struggle with that. Yeah. But lesbians are three times more likely to abuse alcohol and to suffer from other compulsive behaviors. And well, I Why? Think, well, I think that, that goes into, again, the psychological help in saying that yeah. 75% of those 2,000 lesbians sought out uh, um, like help and psychological counseling of some time. Mm-hmm. They're using alcohol and other substances as a suppressant because they're yeah. trying to fill this like depressing void. And it's, it's sad. So it's like, it just, you're more likely to destroy yourself because, because you're mentally depressed and you're, yep. you're, you're depraved of that. It's just, it's sad. Yeah. It's super sad. And I don't want people going through this kind oh, of thing. No. Now it gets even sadder with these next two stats. Um, suicide. According to uh, that study by Bell and Weinberg, homosexual men are six times more likely to have attempted suicide than are heterosexual men. 
this should break all of our hearts. Like this is this is devastating. I do not want that happening to people. Six times more likely. And again, there's been like an epidemic of suicide happening in the last few years. It yeah. seems like every day I'm hearing about it in the heterosexual population. But homosexual men are six times more likely. Tyler, like I uh, I can't I can't applaud a behavior that has these types of results, right? Like this yeah, is that's, heartbreaking. That's and as Christians, this should compel us to action. How do I love people? How do I show them truth? How do I persuade them to, to not go into a behavior like this because it ultimately harms them? And that whole idea that, that the Reformation Project says that condemning same-sex relationships is harmful to the LGBT community, that is just completely opposite oh, of the and truth. Then, yeah, and you see six times more likely to have attempted suicide. That's, that's horrendous. It's so sad. And, and, and engaging in homosexuality is harmful. And, and I, even if people don't like it, and even if it's not a popular opinion, if we care about people, we, we, need, to, we need to stand for truth and say, guys, this isn't, this isn't healthy for us. Please, please yeah. don't exhibit these behaviors because it'll harm you. Mm. The last stat uh, I wanted to share is just lifespan. Th- this blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, gay men have a much shorter lifespan than heterosexual men. Um, the life expectancy for gay and bisexual men is 8 to 20 years less than for men in general. And if you take out bisexual from the, from the argument, the lifespan of a homosexual man in America is on average 24 years shorter than that of heterosexual. 24 years less life expectancy, Tyler. The average now, – now think about that. If there was a food that was producing that, we would, we would ban it. The FDA would be, no, you can't eat that. Right. 24 oh years, gosh. it cuts off your life. I did a study on chain smoking, all right? I wanted to see – because I, I, I think that smoking two packs of cigarettes a day is a really poor decision. Right, yeah. So – Chain smoking is a behavior that is bad for you. And, and we all know that. There's ads all the time. There's mm-hmm. Surgeon General's warnings. If you go to different countries, actually, um, have you seen they put pictures of, like, diseased people or lungs of chain smokers I have seen that, on actually. packs of cigarettes? Well, They're anything yeah. to dissuade people from, from harming themselves with this behavior, it's right? Crazy. Yeah, and culturally, we just know uh, that this is harmful. We've seen people die from yeah. it. Lung cancer is a big deal, right? Um, but it also just harms your life. You can't run well, you can't exercise well. I mean, it's an issue. So I I looked into it. I wondered what was the life expectancy of somebody who chain smokes? All right. So Mm. here's the statistics. Women who smoke two packs a day from the time they're 18 until they die have a life expectancy of 11 years less than women who don't. And men who chain smoke have a life expectancy of 12 years less than men who (laughs) don't. Think, Tyler, think about this. Homosexual men in America have a life expectancy of 24 years less than heterosexuals, which means it's twice as deadly as chain smoking. 12 years for chain smoking less. 24, 24 years. 24 for, for, being for homosexual lifestyle. What? Now, this is the thing. Uh, we would say that, that chain smoking in America or in Peru or in Germany is a bad healthy uh, bad behavior for human beings. And I think homosexuality is the same. It's a bad behavior for human beings. 
It's 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 unhealthy in so many different ways, and this lifespan thing just blows my mind. What is it that has pro- why, why does it have so many problems associated with it? Disease, mental health, domestic violence, substance abuse, all this stuff, and then lifespan is so much lower. I I don't want people going to an early grave, mm, uh, and yeah. I care about people, and 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 it's it's just interesting to me that the the popular opinion seems to be if you're against this then you you are unloving when it seems obvious to me that the loving thing to do would be to help people not go to an early death um I j- it just breaks my heart that 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 so many people are are blind to this don't know about it um or don't want to don't want to acknowledge it yeah no kidding that's that's just so so important to to re- just that fact alone that it's twice as fast as yeah. a chain smoker is the death uh, death or life expectancy kills you twice as fast as chain smoking. That's ju- that's just insane. It is. It's so it's really sad. It's so sad, man. And I think as Christians, if we love people, we need to stand up for truth, even if it's not popular and even if it's hard. Now, again, we don't do it in unloving manner. Mm. We don't do it as as being hateful and mean. No, no, we have to do it like Jesus would. But standing for truth is loving to do. We right. need, but we need to do it in a gracious way as we as we love our neighbors. So I think that um, this is a good method to share with people who don't think the Bible's an authority. Just show them the studies. And again, on, on our show notes, if you want to know where these studies come from, um, yeah. we will list them out. There was a phenomenal study done in 2016 uh, from John Hopkins University. And it is just, I mean, I think it's about 100 pages of a report of this study that they did on transgenderism and homosexuality and is it innate and um are you born with it and all of these things right right. and it's just it's just science it's it's just the statistics um that are that are there if you go on the cdc's website and you look at the the diseases associated with homosexuality i mean it's devastating yeah and so this isn't a christian view this is just reality and we need to help people to understand and see that this is this is a harmful activity for human beings now, yeah, there right. is some good news. Um, one of the things that I think is awesome about this is that Jesus saves people who, who act out in bad ways. He, he saved me, and my behavior hasn't been good. And I was on a path of self-destruction, right? Mm. And, he can, and he saved me from that. And Jesus wants to save people. He died for all people, including homosexual people. He loves them, and he wants them to trust in him for their eternal life. Yes, and that that's really important. We we are about people coming to know Jesus. That's the that's the goal here in this podcast. Is we want to be able to equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in the, their faith. And with that, that's knowing the arguments of homosexuality, both biblical and non-biblical, and the reasons why it is harmful to yep. our, our brothers and sisters. And like we want to share this with people so that way they know the truth that it's a damaging lifestyle. Yeah, we want to go out into our culture and and we want to we want to create a culture of life, right? Yeah, Jesus created life. Uh, God God made us. He breathed life into us. He offers us eternal life. He offers us abundant life. And, and we want to go out and help people to see that because death is something that comes through sin and through the evil one. Right. right. And that that is not what we're about as Christians. We're about life. I, I want to share a passage of scripture with you that I love. It's 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Listen to what Paul says. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, 
nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And then I love this verse. You ready? Verse 11. Such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. Homosexual people, people exhibiting and behaving with homosexuality, can and have come to believe in Jesus Christ. Mm. This And this is awesome, right? And this is exactly what the gospel is about, redeeming us from our destructive patterns, redeeming us from the things that bring us harm. And as Christians, this is the message we want to take to others. Jesus loves you and cares about you, and he wants to save you for all eternity, but he also wants to save you in this life from destruction and from harm. Yeah. And that's what we want uh, you, our listeners, to, to take out into the world. That's the message we've got to show people is that we're for life and we're for abundance and we're for being who you really are. Um, but, but how do we understand and know that? And maybe if there's behaviors that are self-destructive and, and, and harmful to us, mm. maybe that's an indicator that it's not how we're supposed to operate. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a really good point. And so, um, again, uh, thank you just so much for listening. I hope that this podcast was beneficial to you and that we uh, were able to shed some light on some of the statistics mm-hmm. of homosexuality to you. Maybe some facts that you've just never heard before or ever even thought about. And uh, hopefully this changes your mindset on the idea of homosexual behavior and how, how it can be damaging. Yeah, and if you want to look more into this, oh, a book I, I can't recommend highly enough is uh, Same-Sex Marriage, A Thoughtful Approach to God's Design for Marriage. Uh, that was written by Sean McDowell and John Stone Street. And um, they, they have a ton of stats in there from, from well-known, well-done studies. You can get a lot of that in there. Um, but I'll also put up that, um, that research project that was done by those, uh, those professors from Johns Hopkins. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, that just has all of that. So if, if you want right. to delve more into this and see even more statistics and, and more of the things that have been studied, uh, you can definitely do that. Um, we would love for you to join our Facebook group. We're going to be putting exclusive content on there. Um, the way you do that is you go to facebook.com slash groups slash Christ Culture Coffee Insiders. And um, that's how you can go in there, click join the group, and then once you rate us on iTunes, I will approve you uh, to be a part of our group and get all of that exclusive content. But we'd yes. love to hear your questions. We'd love to interact with you. We'd love to to get to know you as, as much as possible through that medium. So please join our Facebook group and um, become a coffee, uh, Christ Culture and Coffee Insider. We would love, love for you to do that. Yes, and again, uh, you can... Whether it's through the Facebook group or through Instagram, you can follow us, send us a direct message if you have any questions, or send us questions directly to ChristCultureCoffee at gmail.com, and we will try to get back to you. And uh, The feedback has been really helpful for us, and in fact, it's part of the reason why we've been going through this podcast series. We've been, we have been also getting feedback from people on uh, different topics that we like to cover uh, that we they want us to answer their questions mm-hmm. and so if you have questions that you want us to talk about in the podcast or whether we just message you directly we would love to help you out that way so please don't hesitate to write to us yeah we'd love hearing from you well thanks so much for being with us today on Christ Culture and Coffee we'll be back next week to talk about transgenderism thanks for listening to Christ Culture and Coffee If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to help us reach more people.